aware. I'm, I'm made more aware. Is this it? We started. Hey, I'm yeah, we, Jacob. <laughs> I'll play the role of Uncle Eddie. And I'm Shaheed. Okay. <laughs> I have, we have, there's this whole new word of the day thing on my Facebook feed. Two or three people are creating words of the day. And you just, what did you call us? Uh, equipositional? <laughs> yeah. That's the word of the day. Equipositional. That means that all of our little needles bounce the same. That's right. Good, good. Okay. Equipoise. Shakespeare liked that okay, word. Okay, okay. Well, this is the Uncle Eddie podcast, which means nothing. Uh, and I think that's what we have to talk about so far. It was cooking a minute ago. Let's talk about cooking. Yes. Oh. You're a good cook. I eat pretty well. Shahid, I bet you, you <laughs> specialize. Cook you cook some stuff, right? Yes, I cook some stuff. One of my favorites, one of my favorites is what they call eggplant okra delight. Oh, that's, that's, that's a dish I kind of created myself is, is some stuffed eggplant. And it's delicious, man. And it's your delicious. wife is is like a champion okra cooker too. Yes, yes. Um, as a matter of fact, um, when he used to have the okra festival down. Oh yeah, that's why I know yeah. that she was the winner. Uh, every I beat time. out three years straight. You know <laughs> what? Yes. And every time, every time I came, I came in first place twice. I mean, three times. And he put eggplant and okra together. What I do, I, I actually um, use the okra um, to create my stuffing, and I stuff the eggplant with that. Yeah, huh. it is. It's delicious and it's healthy. What else is in there? <clears throat> well, we have. You, you, you could put. Cl- I put clam. I Just put, give us the. Tell us. Give us the rundown. Give us okay, the what I, what, one point five minute terms, recipe. In terms of what do you the do? Preparation yeah. of it and everything. Well, what I do. What I do, I, I, I so far I'm not willing to eat this thing. I like eggplant. I like eggplant, and I'm okay clam, with okra. It's got okra. <laughs> but you're not you're not selling it to me yet. Well, I've had a it. lot of people. Yeah, it's got a flavor though. I, I can yes, understand. It does. It does. What I it do, it sounds I, a little I, crazy. I, I, I bake it after I prepare it. I bakes it in the skin. You just I literally stuff it in, it in the skin. skin. Okay. But I, I, I remove the guts. Um, I guess I could call it that. The, the guts, pulp. the guts, the pulp, the, the pulp. Yeah. Okay, and I remove that after this I bake it. I, I put some olive oil on it, put it in the oven, and I, I, I bake it till the pulp gets soft, and then I remove the pulp and I set that to the side. Right. I set that to the side, and I take shrimp, I take oyster, I now take you're clam. Some okay, <laughs> so okay, and now we're I saute some. that pretty good. I saute mm-hmm. it in, in some butter. Um, I, I choose to use um, salted butter. Yeah, uh, land oh, on land on salted yeah. butter. This is unsalted, uh, by the way. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a it's a big choice. Yes, and uh, uh, um, and I use tomatoes. I use. Uh, yeah, well, now you're getting somewhere. Yeah, I pretty yeah, you much. You started use, off with okra and. And I think yeah. I think it actually, you know, just to kind of speed this up, <laughs> yeah. I think you know, like the tomatoes, the the, the seafood, the rice. I use um, bell pepper or onion. Wow. And I mix all of that after I I put all those ingredients together. I mix it with rice, rice, and then I again and I put the the pulp, right, the remaining pulp from the uh, eggplant. It's all blended. All that blend in there. And so you stuff it back in there. You bake it. And how do you serve it? it? You slice it like a cross, or do you scoop it out again? Well, I serve it like a like. I mean, you're familiar with the stuffed bell pepper. Right. Oh, yeah. I serve it just like that. Some people choose to eat wow. the skin. 
I, I eat the skin of the eggplant like a bell pepper. Um, some people just eat it, use it as a, a, a scooping method. Yeah. You know, where they just wow. scoop it out of the skin. Well, that does sound pretty good. And it is good. As, as a matter of fact, like I say, I won three times, came in first place at the Oakland Festival downtown Lafayette. And um, they loved great. it. They loved good. it. I, I never won anything. I, don't I should have brought my trophies. Well, so. I got a cooking trophy for something, but it's not what? legit. <laughs> See, and I, I've got some people pat me on the back after I bring food, but oh, I never won anything. Oh, I've had your anything. cooking. I'll go. I'm gonna bring you a trophy tomorrow. <laughs> your, I've had your cooking, and it's uh, you. You can put some you are things, good, man. You good, yeah. Man. yeah, you can put some things up there with the best food I ever ate. I'm serious. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> that yes. that means a lot. I, there, as you're talking about something in a vessel, uh, an edible vessel like that, I'm thinking of mafunga, which I'd never had until I. You heard of this? Never heard of it. It's a, uh, it's a Puerto Rican dish, uh, maybe uh, broadly a more uh, Latin American dish, but uh, it's just any old kind, lots of different seafood, and cooked down with like, well, I, I don't know, veggies, a uh, uh, yucca, yucca, I think, and yucca. and it's in mm-hmm. this big uh, hollowed out like a gourd. I can't remember what they've served us. I mean, we were drinking, but they're these big. Uh, uh, like bowls that you eat, you know, and that, that's how they serve it. I didn't know what yeah. it was going to look like, but it is the thing. And what, the bowl fast is food edible places have, The bowl? No, nah, I guess it's not really edible. It's like wood or, or, oh, okay. or a gourd it's or a, something. Yeah, but yeah okay. It, it was maybe used to be a part of a plant that had something edible on it. Yeah. But, uh, but they serve it at like the Chinese restaurants. I mean, it's like a big thing down there, and uh, it was super delicious. I'll tell you this, eating in Puerto Rico – <laughs> Everything was delicious, and, and I had never been too. more regular and like. You know, oh, really? Shock, Your system was in shock was, to have real food in it. Huh? It was like, wow, this. Yeah, I this can... is what not chemical saturated food tastes like <laughs> and looks like. Yeah. Yes, that is yeah. pretty cool, uh, and that's one of the many benefits of travel. Is you you see how other people eat, and yeah. uh, you got to be. To me, I'm a traditionalist, and I'm a little nervous around unexpected food. But I'm mm-hmm. okay. I can do it. But I don't just come running to your house because you're serving <laughs> something weird. You know, yeah, it's fish like head. Uh, you started off with okra, and mm-hmm. I was off right away. But after you got to the rest of it, it's like okay, I'm all on board. So you're now. not an okra eater? I, I eat okra, but I don't love okra. My, my right, thing right, is right. that uh, uh, often yeah. the, those those things for most people are something that you kind of slip to them in. Well, that's how I learned like cabbage. That, I didn't care for cabbage until somebody uh, turned me. I like cabbage and coleslaw, but I didn't yeah. like stewed cabbage until somebody turned. Me onto there are a, a few ways to some sort it. of a cabbage casserole, and I came unglued, and now I just eat a cabbage head right in a grocery store. It's yeah, just, that's flaw, I guess. Though <laughs> that, that was but, me with uh, tomatoes. I, I did not care for tomatoes. I, you know, I would eat spaghetti because I had to when I was little. But as I've gotten older, I like them more and more. Until I'll just eat a tomato like an apple. I mean, now, yeah, uh, some tomatoes aren't any good, but they have local tomatoes you can get around here that are just outstanding. Yeah, my dad is a tomato expert. I'm spoiled. I have the yeah. best homegrown tomatoes in. You can't the the best. You can't do better. Yeah, you can only there's, do there's that a good. lady. There's a lady. Yeah. That, speaking of tomatoes, I went to the farmers market and she sells um, fresh yard tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And oh Which wow, farmers and vine tomatoes. Is that the, the horse farm market. Yes, the, yes. This has okay. been a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. and so do, I was going to say if that was recently, I'm out there. No. Well, they now have. Well, this is uh, not tomato season right now, anyway. Yeah, but they they have a uh, the the Acadiana. <laughs> Uh, food incubator uh, uh, there actually Zach yeah. McMath who, who's uh, you know runs that thing mm-hmm. brought some tomatoes over the other night and they were these little like plum sized tomatoes with, and they put a little bit of you know vinaigrette in there and some fresh parsley it probably was God I mean it was just where did they come from what's the deal that's the thing they 
if you get I, this is I, I'm not meaning to turn this into a plug. It's just the truth, and it and it's cool. I mean, I I wouldn't mind plugging it if it's not considered, uh, you know, for profit. But it's just local, like waiter. When you go get on there and order your your fried chicken or whatever, you can order fresh fruit that's local, like like a and and veg. And what they do is they've got a couple of these containers that they and, and have who is converted this, into food hub doing that? Uh, It's in conjunction with them. Okay. It's actually some other entity that does it, but they. Uh, but they keep that kind of fresh produce right there, and will deliver it even. Yes, yeah. You can you can put it on your yeah. Bring me you know some some fried you know whatever, but also let me get some, and they'll go and pick up your vegetables, and they're local. I mean that's I like the, that. you, know, you can I do guess that that's, with the, that's better than some vegetables you get when you touch them. But I like to see what my vegetables look like. Yeah, you know, well, I don't. Uh, you know, it's like a third uh, that is lost now. I mean, we were talking about this before the show. A lot mm-hmm. of it is donated to uh, shelters. I right? hope so. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's because it's ugly. You know, a lot of fruit doesn't oh, yeah. sell uh, yeah. because ugly it fruit. doesn't yeah, look heck good. Yeah. yeah, you tell that to his stuffed eggplant that uh, <laughs> that okra doesn't look good. <laughs> it wasn't shaped right. <laughs> and I, I choose actually when I when I I I, I choose fresh okra. You know, um, oh, yeah. and yeah, I cleans it, and and particularly like the okra is like three to four inches long. That's that's the ones like the mm. baby, real. You know, baby you know Brenda Anderson's who on our, on our board of directors, Brenda. You yes, know Brenda. She's, she's well. She says it has a lot to do with okra. She's always selling okra. Apparently, she's got somebody in that that's got a production in the backyard or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're ever running short, you can tap into her. Oh yeah, you yeah, got your yeah. own supplier though, huh? Well, no, you got no, a guy. On the, you got well, a guy. I, I have a guy. I have a guy that actually sells it to so, me, though. Okay, you sacks. got an okra guy. Okay. Yes, you know. Okay, we, we kind of old school when it comes to okra, man. We'll cook some okra down and freeze it in a minute, man. And oh, before yeah. you know it, we got okra for three, four years. Okay. Just pull out a bag and put it on the stove, and we on our way. Well, I kind of appreciate that. I would, I would have like Wheaties in my house and frozen yogurt in my house for three years if I could get away with it. But I tell you what, I want to say this, man. That look, almost like two to three times a week, I get this alert by way of my Gmail, uh, uh, um, informing us or informing me about some of the produce that's being sold that is being recalled. A oh, lot of yeah. meats. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. I'm talking about yeah, like two, at least two to three times a week. I get these alerts. I mean, foods that I like go through, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, when I, a lot of times I look at these alerts, and I be sitting out eating the, the very That's food. That's the same time. Huh? Yeah, I thought I was gonna die when the romaine lettuce was pulled off these shelves because I eat romaine lettuce like all the time. It's yeah. The same as, but it, it or uh, does that mean we're being too careful? Or uh, there's just too much going on, and when they finally take whatever they start with and ends up giving it to you as food, there's so many opportunities for plastic and glass and chemicals mm-hmm. and cow tails to well, fall it, into it. Well, in this, that you end up being contaminated. What's that, the, where's the problem? I, I mean, just to, risk briefly, it? Uh, briefly, it's it's a farm workers issue. I mean, it really is an immigrants issue, and it's because. I mean, it, it happens in, in Louisiana. You know, you talk about all the human trafficking and, you know, SESTA and FOSTA, whatever, you know, bull crap our legislators are focused on. The truth mm-hmm. is that we have thousands of seafood workers who are slaves in this state, mm-hmm. I mean, near us, mm-hmm. that are... that are. Oh, they're very near to me. They live close to where I am. Yeah, and, yeah, and, they, and they live 10 to a container, and, you know, they work 12 hours a day, and they're, when, when they go they're, there, they're, they... The uh, entities that run these take their paperwork, so they cannot leave. And yeah. 
they well, work they seasonally them, for they this They give them a bunk uh, to sleep in when they're not working. They give them a bunk and they give and they make, yeah. you know, I don't think they get to like walk two, outside. An hour. I don't think they get to walk outside from where they work to where they bunk. But see, so I don't think it's that good. It's those conditions. But what makes that relevant to the food being recalled? Because you got to think about those conditions, and and I mean, is that sanitary? Think about that. That's the but last. That's the last trans- mile or the first mile. Those people are picking seafood. And so yeah, forth. yeah, and, mm-hmm. and and that's the. If you transpose that to farm laborers, these are people working twelve-hour days without a bathroom break. They're using the fields as their bathrooms, oftentimes, at, not out of necessity because they because that is the practice. You know that that, yeah. that that is that is the managerial practice of these places. Well, maybe we should make a rule like pee where you've been, not where you're going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe I we should look at. We, I, can, I we can make I, some rules. I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of understanding what you're saying because <clears throat> if if someone is is working under slave conditions yeah. or, or you know unwanted conditions, then they're not going to put which much of our produce. They are right. They're oh, not yeah. going to put the work in. That requires it to be sanitary. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like if I'm if I'm getting slave wages, I'm man, I'm not gonna I'm not I'm always try to skill, try to get around. Well, and it, it, doing what need to be done. It, it does uh, pose an interesting question as far as responsibility. Like, uh, you know, are the people who are unwittingly you, you can use that word however you want uh, buying this th- these products, do they not have it coming? You know, I mean, they're getting the. They're, we have whatever we want at low prices, and you know, if you get sick because of the fu- fundamental systemic uh, uh, policy choices of your, you know, the, that we're we're fine with. You know, we 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 we're fine with this ludicrous system of making rules where nobody really cares about. <laughs> I, I'm going to say that I'm. Um, I, I think we should do what we're doing now i don't think we uh, the fact that somebody gets e coli or some bad grapes get through uh, <laughs> yeah considering that i can walk in the grocery store and eat anything i want within 10 minutes every now and then something's going to happen so yeah. i don't think we should up it to the point that there's no chance of anything getting to you right but right. The, you see some of this stuff uh these video clips and so forth these guys in these fields and they are treated like well, they're treated worse than rented yeah, mules because you yeah. take care of your rented yeah. mule because they cost a lot. These guys, they turn them over for seven bucks an hour. Uh, but they they are cutting and literally tossing them into a bag which is delivered to your grocery store. They don't get washed or anything. Not, yeah. And what you're ingesting is the chemicals that were yeah. poured on there, not not the human feces or whatever, but the you're eating Mother Nature and the chemicals that were poured on there, and that happens to a whole lot of your fruit. You think it was washed. Yeah. Some of it is in the bigger bigger places. They run your grape, your your oranges under a wax plier, and so mm-hmm. forth and so on. So that keeps it from being realistic. And so, uh, what you think? Like for instance, like you take like Whole Foods. I mean, everything in the store is supposed supposed to be organic. Um, do you ever notice the difference? I mean, the, the, in in food that is considered to be organic and processed, or let me say, um, a, a fruit or vegetable that had been induced with chemical chemicals for 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 growth purposes or something like. Do you notice the I difference mean, in that food? I can just okay. So the whole thing is, this is another area where we are under complete misapprehension due to the narrative around food. Okay, so when you buy GMO, 
mm-hmm. <laughs> it has no, there's no difference, especially if you wash your food. Now, now let's talk about uh, fruit. Fruit, wash it more. Stuff that's growing under the ground, doesn't, it, it's, it's not going to be exposed to those same kind of chemicals. They're spraying the soil. But the, the point is that regardless of it being the same when you eat it, it's not the same where it comes from. And GMO mostly is used, that technology is used to, to get more out of a soil, you know, a land area faster. And it is done in massive monoculture. So these are things that aren't sustainable and they're not good for the surrounding environment so that so they're using more chemicals, chemicals. It, it, you know mm-hmm. organic doesn't mean it's not getting you know herbicide it, it it's just it, <laughs> i think the essential thing is that it's taking into account where the water that you spray on your crops goes and so when it's some of these gmos that have been specifically engineered to be able to take more you know, punishment from fertilizer in order to kill all the other bad stuff. Yeah. That not. stuff goes somewhere. The, the stuff yeah. they're spraying yeah. doesn't disappear. And there's all kinds of horror but, stories uh, about that. Oh, yeah. They're, and it's not good for the soil for the long term. But see, the question goes back to when you go to a, a store that's selling you theoretically healthy, organic, Mm-hmm. Is it any better than if you go to Super One where you get it for sometimes literally a third of the price? Almost definitely and no. There's no difference. And I, ta- I can't taste the difference. Most of- I'm not the- my my palate is not sophisticated. I eat a lot, but I'm just sort of a crude intaker. And I don't if I'm eating, uh, I get my eggplant fresh. But if I'm eating vegetables that are organic and I'm eating vegetables that are not, I can't tell them apart. Well, because it, it just, uh, it's not even still, remotely. The lettuce, I can't tell. Uh, because it, it, the, it comes from this, it, it really is same. a shame because it, it's all this, it's all illusion. So it comes <laughs> from wanting to do something better, you know, wanting to, because it's because people care and they have a little access to more funds. And so they're like, I'm going to pay more because I think this is doing something good. Right. But the reality is that if it says those things it probably is still coming to you from a long way away it has oh, yeah. it has a large fuel bill attached to it yeah. and the thing that you should be doing is looking for people who are growing in your area uh, whether that is produce or you know any extracurricular uh, but no you know yeah. it's <laughs> the, the point is to limit how far things are traveling we shouldn't have to send something around the globe the local source has become a big deal and, it, and a lot of people work in that area same same thing with we shouldn't throw away a lot of food because it's ugly or because it's yeah almost expired there's so many things we do wrong uh, as a matter of self-preservation we think we're protecting ourselves by not eating ugly food and we think we're helping ourselves like the myth that if you eat Cereal for breakfast, you're doing good things. And cereal is some of the worst pile of crap there is. <laughs> you, right. know, you might eat oatmeal, which uh, I understand is pretty good for oh, you. Yeah. But if you're chugging down the Oreos and the Wheaties and patting yourself on the back, yeah, that's a fool's game. Yeah. Uh, but you do it because you, they told you it's good for you. Mm-hmm. And they're selling you crap. And it, it, well, it's that food it's, pyramid. You know, grains can be good in a balanced diet, but they should not be the basis. You know, and that that food pyramid said, well, you know, number one, you need to eat a lot of bread and a lot of. Well, that's good for me. That's. Uh, I mean, I, I around, love it, but, but you it's can not... look around and you can find your pyramid. Don't don't worry. I found yes. a pyramid that suits me, and yeah, it, it I starts agree. with pizza and ends with frozen yogurt, <laughs> and in between, yeah. you stuff down some king cake that's really a giant donut. 
know, but there was blueberry stuff on there. I saw that. Oh yeah, good. yeah, that makes it good. There was blueberry stuff. <laughs> <laughs> stuff is the. There are fresh, fresh blueberries in my bread here. Yeah, for those see, of you look, at home, it looked like have, cranberry also. Nope, we just have, blueberry. We have uh, fresh bread. We go back to the original topic. Baking is not necessarily <laughs> the same as cooking, and today's topic is cooking. Yes. You started off with your recipe, and uh, Jacob, who was brought in, started this whole thing, brought us some bread. Uh, he says it's banana bread, but there's no nuts in there. He's got uh, blueberries instead. Yeah, this was going to uh, be our highest uh, listened to show until we started talking politics again. But no, now we're okay. back to cooking. We were talking about food, and now we're back to cooking. What else do you do? Okay, well, this is really simple. So you, uh, I doubled a recipe, but the recipe is essentially two cups of flour. You put you a little, uh, you know, uh, half a teaspoon of baking powder, a quarter teaspoon of salt, and a quarter teaspoon of baking soda. And you, you can sift your flour if you want. I don't. Whatever. If there's clumps, there's clumps. And uh, and then you set that aside. And then another one, you uh, put you like a, a quarter of a cut, you know, half a, a quarter stick of butter, uh, room temperature, mush it with like a half a cup of brown sugar and a little bit of white sugar. You don't need much sugar. Uh, and mush that around, and then you add like a good heaping half a cup of buttermilk. Right. You know, you could even you could do three quarters of a cup. You want that buttermilk, and then a couple of eggs. Mush that all around. Put some vanilla. You could put a little nutmeg Nutmeg. or cinnamon. I didn't. Cinnamon sounds like an additive. Mm -hmm. Or some other extract, you know, to give it an almond or something. Give it a little fun flavor. Or you could use almond flour. I use whole wheat flour. Three pieces of cake. That's what it looks like. Right. It feel like about oh, five pounds. Though. It <laughs> feel a, like five that's pounds. That's a sign of a good Cajun cooking. <laughs> <laughs> weight weight means a lot in Cajun cooking. Yeah, you get your you get your money's worth with this. Uh, oh yeah. But the next one's going to cost you. And another like <laughs> trick is that you take you wash your blueberries and then you dust them with flour so they don't start they, sinking they don't, as it goes. Yeah, cooks. yeah. I've heard the whole oh, dusting with flour thing is one of those rules. So but that, uh, it came out trick. all right. The, the thing that I forgot to do when I was telling it, this is what started this show the, uh, is that I took it out and I let it cool without covering it. So God, it's, it's not quite as much. Mo- I I'm know. I'm embarrassed for you, Jake. Oh, so, so that's, that's a method in terms of baking? To keep moisture in. So okay. it's, it's just ever so slightly dry. You can tell. You got to drink it with some coffee. Eat it with some coffee. Yeah. yeah. That's a crisis. <laughs> I, I knew a guy one time that didn't cover his cornbread. <laughs> And he never recovered. That's good. He never yeah, recovered. He never recovered. I, Damn <laughs> but I'm pumped. I that's, didn't even mean it, and it was funny. That's how funny you are. Yeah, you do any cooking? Funny. No, no. I, well, I, His dad I, does uh, all the cooking. My dad is a uh, my dad is an unbelievably good cook, and he mm. is a fearless cook. Um, yeah. If you, if you, he looks in the refrigerator and he says, "Oh, I got some leftover whatever," and in, in a couple hours later, he creates a three course, four course meal. Yeah. And my wife and I go to his house two nights a week. We reciprocate one night a week, it's not the same way. But we get there, and he <laughs> greets us. He night. greets us with. Uh, um, he get, hands my wife a glass of wine. I just get some iced tea, mm-hmm. uh, and we have an appetizer, which is maybe a little f- fried catfish nuggets or right. some fancy kind of cheese. Yeah. Or one time he made a little crawfish. Uh, Po' boys, as far as he had crawfish and like little stuff, sliders little or boys. something. Yeah, crawfish slide. These are the appetizers. Wow. Always have something. Always. I love that. And I love kind doing of, that. Being a host, like some kind that. of dip or something and chip. But it's always cool. And then we have the meal, which and I have pictures of some of this. The, the <laughs> meal is, and I, I don't even want to start describing it because you wouldn't believe it. But it's not meatloaf. It's fancy. He 
Oriental, European, yeah. French, all kinds of stuff. Wow, yes. Seven, eight ingredients, and there's many, maybe in his house just two cans. He doesn't have a can of anything. He needs beans, he goes and gets the beans. He yeah. needs okra, he goes and gets the okra. He yeah. doesn't have a can of okra. He doesn't know what a can is. He, he has a can opener, uh, but it's, it's in, he's in the back of the drawer behind the you know the olive you have to theater. look for you know, it yeah <laughs> he did, it's all fresh and we have three courses i mean the three you know there's the main course and then there's a couple of vegetables maybe three and a salad mm-hmm. and until i force him to quit some bread he would buy or make some kind of bread because he'd bake bread sometimes yeah and uh, that's he does that two nights a week wow it's in, in holy cow why would i learn to cook <laughs> on the other hand uh, you know i can i can feed us i can uh, i can make a reasonable Thing. Has he been cooking like that his whole life, or was that something he, he found my mom later? was My mom was a big cook, uh-huh. and then when he retired, he started cooking with her. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and, he learned And, and we thought the... she was the major cook because before she died, we ate very well, and we thought she was doing it. Maybe he was pitching in more than we knew. Yeah. Uh, but I, I came up on good food my whole life. I, I was born into people who cared about food. I had fresh food right from the get-go. Uh, I turned my nose up at more food good healthy food and most people have the opportunity to eat in their eat, whole life yeah. and you know looking back on it my mom always said you're gonna rue the day you don't eat them beans you little <laughs> she didn't <laughs> didn't talk to me like i i didn't mimic her that appropriately and you know now i'm kind of sorry i didn't eat that yeah you know, all those years i didn't eat cabbage all those years i didn't eat okra uh because i didn't you know I yeah and then foods such as that particularly greens like green like okra mm-hmm. cabbage uh kale don't bring me any kale uh, don't bring me any turnips i don't want any part of it <clears throat> stuff is good for your digestive system oh, yeah. and your That's digestive system is so regular. necessary <laughs> a healthy digestive system but yeah. when you like you mentioned oatmeal stuff like that, you know stuff with that's high in fiber, uh-huh. is real good for your digestive system. I'm eat some oatmeal tonight. Yes. Push it all through. I, I, I like it. doing the. I, I don't really do it often, but when it happens, a savory oatmeal. You know, you, you cook it and then you use it as like a rice or whatever you're having. You give it a little. You know, a little turmeric and a little earthy. You know, some black pepper, some salt. And, Whoa. Yeah. No, I put a little. Uh, I, a little uh, cinnamon and sugar and that's butter right. yeah. and wine. <laughs> a little milk. I mean, that's same. Yeah. I mean, I usually don't yeah. do that, but I've had it out. Like, it'll be, you know, some kind of yeah. uh, oat, uh, mint chutney with a savory oatmeal and a wow. fried chicken thigh or something. And it's like, damn, that is good. You know, you, it's just because it's. You know, I had ate waffle, chicken and waffle. Oh, yeah, man. For the first time. You know, you know who brought that over? Jefferson, man. Jefferson was a big foodie. He brought waffles. Thomas Jefferson? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. All kind of stuff. There's like a list of all the foods. foods Macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> right, man. But that was the first w- time Where'd I you have ate. it? Out? In New Orleans. Okay, I yeah. went to uh, a chicken, the chicken festival Ooh. in New Orleans on the river, man. And it had chicken and waffle, chicken and pancake, uh, grits and chicken. Chicken and chicken. Chicken yeah. and chicken. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... Any kind of way you can cook chicken, they had it out there. Man. And uh, for the first time, and I, I've been hearing about chicken and waffle, you know. I mean, uh-huh. that's what nothing new yeah. in terms of hearing about it. <clears throat> but uh, I had got the opportunity of eating it. And, man, it was delicious, man. I went to the I original mean, chicken and waffle place, Roscoe's, whatever his name is. I don't remember now in Hollywood. It was the highlight of my trip to the really uh, yeah my wife and i were out there and i'd heard about this place this was a long time ago when chicken and waffles was still kind of unique before you could get it 
everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And then well, I looked up the place where it started, and then I looked up. He had a branch by then, so if I looked up the original, and I said, "Well, Cheryl, look at this. It's real famous. I know it'll be a line, but we'll go over there and do this because we're in Hollywood. Yeah. You can see the big sign up in the sky, you know, on the mountainside from there and everything. So we drive up, and there's a whole line of people at the door. We park the car, and we're walking down the sidewalk, walking towards the door where the line is, and I see another door standing there with a guy standing next to the door holding it, and I just turned left and walked in there like we owned the joint, and this guy assumed we were hot stuff and let us in like we walked in the VIP back door or something mm-hmm. and sat down on the front row while these other fools, <laughs> and that, it took us like 15 minutes to wonder, well, I'll, I'll come on and people out there waiting. And then we looked around, and oh. there's a couple of empty seats, and every now and then that door would open, he'd come in, and Miss, Mr. and Mrs. Shaheed, y'all come in. And we, just, we just bluffed our way in because <laughs> yeah. we looked like we knew what we were doing. <laughs> didn't look, it's good to know we didn't look like a couple of rubes from Lafayette. <laughs> was it good? First time I ever saw a $300 T-shirt, too, man. It was, oh, we, were on the, we were on a... Uh, we were on the big, not not Rodeo Drive, but the next big expensive boulevard where yeah. everything's ridiculous. Uh, really interesting geography out there. You got this super duper expensive little shop and a little funky beat up shop. And then you got a cement factory, literally a cement mixing factory where trucks are pulling in and out. Then you got another cute little shop and then you got an antique shop and then you got a, another shop. It's just bizarro world. Right. So I go in one of these cute little shops and I will say that it's it, it looks like a a cool little clothing store and they got some skirts over there and some boots over there and some shirts and pants and I'm looking around some super hot women Woo. And, uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I'm looking around and I go to this t-shirt rack and I pick this t-shirt up and it's just a little green t-shirt and I look at the price and it was three hundred dollars wow. so I put it back on wow. the rack and I walked to the other side of the rack I picked it up two ninety nine. 182 and it's crazy so i go to the jeans department jeans are like 900 dollars a pair and stuff and i I find a wife who's she's like she's a machine she is if there's a person that you need to make a shopping show out of she should be on it so (laughs) i I find i say chair look we're in the wrong place this I, i can't even be in a place like this to look around i know that this is crazy she said i'm hip i know how i know what's going on here don't worry and i was nervous then i mean and it it was just a place. I mean, it didn't. There was no. They didn't offer me champagne or anything. In yeah. fact, the weather was nice. The doors were open uh, and stayed open. They were wide open. Kind of free air blowing in and out, beckoning and you to leave. People coming and going. This but is it was in a three, This was in well, it's near Hollywood. It's right. in, yeah. Right. Well, I guess it was in Hollywood. <laughs> just say it's, in Hollywood. it's where Hollywood. Well, yeah. Well, like, you know, Hollywood's a part of an area, and then you got West Hollywood, and oh, you got yeah, Silver Lake, and yeah, yeah. We're La Brea. I think that's oh, the like name the tar pits. Yeah. I think that's the name of the street. It wasn't the tar pits, but anyway, the three hundred dollars and they and they weren't even embarrassed, man. There were people buying those things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, to this day, I'm like, and that was ten years ago, maybe. It's like, oh man. Yeah, there, there is something. I mean, it, I think it's understandable <clears throat> to, you know, Steinbeck's line. You know, there are no poor people in America, only temporarily inconvenienced millionaires. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, and, and that's why they vote the way they do. There is something aspirational to be like, oh yeah, three hundred dollars for a T-shirt. Well, that's nothing. But in reality, you know, it's just so inaccessible to to the the largest chunk. It's just a weird society we have. It's really where you know the, the those, you know, we all want to be hmm. that little one percent that can afford a three hundred dollar T-shirt. T-shirt. 
And I don't know. I, I, I just want all T-shirts to be worth three. You know, well, what's up with that? T- I want to find a T-shirt worth three hundred that I can get for all T-shirts should be worth three hundred. Oh, <laughs> that's a uh, that's the title of this episode. Okay, make a note of that. That's the name of this particular episode. Oh boy, I'm I'm distressed about the. We're way off topic now, but I'm I'm distressed about how far apart we are between people who can earn a living by working. And, and the amount of excess that's going to waste in other people's pockets. The, the people that literally cannot, they cannot liquidate all the cash they've accumulated and they're living on the top of a mountain and people starving right at the bottom of the mountain. I, I'm still hung up on that. I mean, that just enrages me. And it goes back to the whole food distribution system that, mm-hmm. you know, we it, it, it's nuts the amount of food we throw away. And we have people that are starving that help us haul it away. Yeah, you know, so right. what's going on here? That's crazy. Well, we have uh, a the stuff that bothers me always seems to come up in this podcast. Next week, we're going to start off with happy and stay happy the whole time. <laughs> I'll be out of town. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> Jefferson uh, was a big proponent of limiting personal wealth. You know, it's it's uh, gets lost in, uh, you know, some of his other uh, uh, stances. But when you have OK, so a guy like Bezos, th- this is uh, something I was uh, reading up on a bit. And I don't understand it fully, so please feel free to jump in the Google hole. I'm going to try not to make any absurd claims. But uh, basically, uh, he's been spending a ton of capital to uh, uh, facilitate the uh, what's going on at the border with you know keeping ke- you know keeping immigrants out. Mm-hmm. And it's because it has something to do with his workforce, and he doesn't. Want, I, I don't know what the specifics are, but but the point is that when you have billions of dollars. That's the same as having an army. Bigger. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah more so. Oh, yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. so it's it's just this weird uh, uh, deal that we've seemed to have struck over mm-hmm. the last... Well, well you know, the, the thing is that we, we did handle it for 50, 60 odd years. You know, there was an era like this in the 1890s where people just had enough money that they yeah. could buy yeah. a state and do what, you know... <laughs> it, it, it got you know it was a anarcho libertarian dream and then, and, then and what we happened that. We, <laughs> we, we we wrote things on paper to say you can't and we and for decades you know all of these guys at the turn of the last century uh you know that that were conservatives you know wilson and taft they would have all been socialists compared to what we have now because they were planning for a society that would last and that means taking money from the top and repurposing it because you, you can only buy so many $300 <clears throat> t-shirts. Well, you went a long way to say kind of the same thing. It, it, we need to repurpose the money that's sitting fallow in rich people's pockets. Yeah. Trillions and of it, dollars. And the uh, amount, <clears throat> it's simple economics. If we gave it all to the people on the bottom end and said, you got to turn this over within 90 days, we would be exponentially richer right away. Just inject that much money and say, you got to turn this over. You can't save it. You have to spend it. And, of course, they have to spend it anyway because that just means better food or maybe even their real meal and a roof and everything. So that's a solution. That that is an instant solution to most of our economic problems is the people – that would turn the money over, not turning it over. Well, and, and we They're would not We would drag these billionaires kicking and screaming into a better position for themselves because I guess they don't remember, but they're <clears throat> sitting at the bottom of this valley, and that that water is going to collect. And it, you know, it's Huey Long's line, one of my favorite lines of his. You know, you know, get, give give a dollar to the the schmuck at the bottom. By the end of the day, it'll be back in Mister Rich's pocket. 
But at oh, least absolutely. He gets That's to the point. It. You give him the money, and they'll turn it over, and the rich guy, and he's still going to be proportionally so far ahead that that he's untouchable anyway. Mm-hmm. It's the, the the absurdity of all that. So many, and that's an easy solution. I mean, that real, that is easy. Well, well, well but Just, more than easy, Ed. It's political. I don't want yeah, to say politically well, popular because it's, it, but but it is popular with the vast majority, seventy to eighty percent. I don't know if you saw the poll recently. Well, that, if you understand that the, economics, News, it is. Did, yeah. did you see the Fox News one where the, the, no. the, all the all the uh, you know anchors were laughing and making fun of you know you know the results they were getting from their own viewers when asked if. The rich should be taxed more. The, you know, the, the, their viewers were saying, "Oh yeah, I mean, a, I just, duh." You know, I, I was looking at the guy Jeff Bez, um, Bezos. Bezos, yeah, Bezos, um, Amazon. Yeah, he profited a hundred and a hundred and eleven billion dollars this year, yeah. and paid zero tax. Zero. Zero tax. That's enough. You know how much That's money how that works. is. That's how this whole entire state budget. All the federal money we get, all of the mm-hmm. money we collect, all of the fines, fees, everything. Our entire state budget is thirty-five billion. Yeah, the Lafayette Parish and, half a billion. Everything that goes he, on in Lafayette and, Parish. And this guy, no GDP this, of Lafayette Parish this, is half a billion. This this person, this guy, has five times what it takes to run this city. And this city has hospitals, airports, education systems, sewers, yep. prisons. This is police a, department. We're talking about a serious wow. amount of money in the hands of a person, and he doesn't work alone. He's got friends making that near kind of money. Yeah, and that's that. I, I think that's, I think it's another uh, of these outmoded institutions. Uh, you know that, that essentially like assigning value. With a dollar to, number, to you, you know, thing. you know, uh, the Central Park is worth five hundred <clears throat> mm-hmm. billion. You know, it's like it's like what is what is, what does this mean? You know, can we can we come up with like a new way to value things? That- yeah, that's what we're going to have to do because the way we do it now, uh, those value systems have to change because the opportunities to be valued are going away. You can't do a traditional job anymore, which is the traditional way you get value is the traditional jobs. Robots are replacing the entry level jobs. Oh, and, and they'll be the, replacing the, the engineers that made them. Well, oh, that, yeah, that's the next level. Once you get through the entry level jobs, the next level up is the people who make the, the make the robots, and on and on it goes. To, and that's fine if we make allowances to value those people who are not. Yes, well, doing just to that, value yes. everyone. I well, mean, yeah. to value life. Yeah, and that goes right back to why socialism is probably a good idea if you understood what it really meant. Yeah, that, and, that, and that's it, where it, we're it not served that. with that nomenclature. You know, that's another place yeah, where we need new argument. terminology. But uh, whole argument. So we've been going for a while. Man, I don't know, I but if like y'all uh, kind of redundant here, if y'all so. didn't know, we have actually been video recording too, so we can post that too. So uh, all of our ugly mugs oh. could be on Did the I internet unless Ed deletes it. Yeah, I didn't see you pick your nose, but you can right now before we go off. But yeah, that was fun. For, we we did forty minutes, and uh, most of it was about cooking. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Was yes. it mostly about cooking? Like maybe twenty one. What was minutes. the name of the show we put on there? You we had uh, a name. Uh, I want all t-shirts to be worth three hundred dollars. Something stupid like that. <laughs> Forgot. Yeah. All t-shirts should be worth three hundred dollars. <laughs> That's a lot of words, man. Yeah, That's gonna just, get hyphenated. Just call it t-shirt. Just call it the cooking show. There you go. The t-shirt special Food actually was cooking in t-shirts. Let, let, let us end with. I used yeah. to want to open a burger place called the t-shirt special when I was. You did? Drinking in high school, yeah. Actually, one of my dreams is to run the t-shirt shop on the beach. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I think that's Obama's really dream, too. That's what he said he was going to do in Hawaii really? after after he got out of the presidency. He's going to open a t-shirt shop. Maybe he did. Well, I always thought he was cool. He can work with me. <laughs> I can Just, work with him. 
Yes, I'm going to work with a, him. Just have a stool in the front of it so I can sit there and act like a, a dirty old man and watch the women. Act like? <laughs> a dirty old man we'll with the women on rollerblades. I ain't acting. <laughs>